Rob, I don't even know. Oh yeah, we <laughs> we live, Gabe. You got see through. Well, I mean, this it's not my skin showing behind this. I don't know what it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. the the green the it's not even green. It's like teal. I have my Fiesta Spurs shirt on. It was retro when I bought it. Yeah. Um, because it was before they did Fiesta for this year. And my computer thing is a green screen. I don't know how to change that. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you can tell what type of day we're having. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Gambling Shack. I go by the name by Bobby Beach. You can follow me on Twitter at Robo Harris Jr. Follow my man Gabe Myers at G underscore Myers. 33. What's going on, Gabe? Uh, very successful lock of the week. You know, I wake up at crack of dawn. Um, so I woke up yeah, with one of my guys. Like, bro, this motherfucker, he, he locked in. And I look, I hold my boy Gabe hit. And you know what I'm saying? You jumped in as well. And um, yeah, man, congratulations. Four and oh on lock of the week, man. Yeah, I'm only gonna bet my locks from now on. <laughs> That's uh, very profitable. Yeah, very profitable there. So I'll tell you what, this isn't in our picks, mm-hmm. and it's not in our locks. But I like there's a prop I love tonight for the Shackers out there. I'll mention it one or two other times. People tune in live and mm-hmm. don't hear it right now. Prop I love Paul George under 31 and a half points tonight. That's not a bad prop. That's so that's my uh love that's my that's not I mean I didn't put it as my log. I didn't even put it we usually don't do props in our picks, so I did you know I'm kind of just gonna stick with that. Maybe during football season we'll we'll do like a little prop thing or whatever. For sure. But uh, yeah, prop I love tonight. Paul George under 31 and a half. So that's uh, and I like Paul. I just not a go look at my Twitter feed the last three four days. I love Paul George. So this ain't a hate on Paul George thing from mine. That's just a that's a, that's a prop I like. Okay, I, I respect that. I respect that. Speaking, we're gonna just jump right into the pigs. We will give y'all a little fluffer, but we just gonna jump right into the pigs. Uh, it, 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 of- I, I ended up accidentally two hours away from my house today so that's uh, <laughs> let's get down <laughs> let's get to the pigs um <laughs> today pigs uh i guess i'll kick it off since you mentioned paul george i'm gonna go first half first half just double checked it it's still plus one for the clippers first half of the game yeah still at plus one Plus one for the Clippers first half. I think they take care of business tonight. You got a team. You got the number one seeded team in the West, 3-2. You're beating them 3-2. You got a game at home at Staples Center. Donovan Mitchell has been incredible this season. That ankle, I think, is still starting to bother him alongside this game. Clippers, man, you, you're going to need a second scorer, of course. Can playoff P do it again? Can he do it again? Can he carry this team on his back? with a supporting cast. I think he can. I think they can close it out. I think the Clippers, they smell blood. Give it to Tyrone Lou. He's making adjustments. He's matching it up. He's playing at the strengths. He's not trying to throw out anything out there because he knows his best player is down for at least this series. We don't know about the Western Conference Finals. So if you're the Clippers tonight, go close it out. Playoff P, big game. Like you said, jump on that prop bed. And we don't, don't really do prop bet, but jump on that prop bet. And you think Paul George is going to carry this team on his back? I think if you got a team like Utah down and out, they shoot a lot of threes. I get that. They don't really go in. The, they don't really go inside Rudy Gobert because I think they got they got an advantage. They go inside. They don't have. Um, I mean, it's an advantage in theory if Rudy Gobert had like touch around the rim and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, it's an advantage, but. I think the Clippers, it you know, they want they want the Jazz to have Rudy Gobert post up. Mm-hmm. That's a that's what they want. I don't think we'll be seeing any Rudy Gobert so post ups tonight. Um, I think going inside is quite that kind of advantage for the Jazz. 
Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, hey, but that that is the new NBA. But uh, first half plus one. If Clippers get out on them early, you could kiss this game goodbye. Yeah. So I'll touch on that game more later. Um, so I'm gonna go to the game seven happening tomorrow, which I've had very little success in this series, Rob. Um, I had very before the series started. Went all in on Milwaukee. After even after game three, when Milwaukee uh-huh. won, it was like, yeah, this ain't, you know, Milwaukee yeah. won't do it. Then Kyrie turns his ankle. And so after game four, I was like, well, you know, Milwaukee probably going to go ahead and win the next two games, go win the series. And it looked like that was going to be the case. And then they completely melted down in uh, in game five. Watch that from uh, Outback Steakhouse in Santa Fe. Um, <laughs> I've had a weird week, Rob. Um <laughs> It's been a weird week for me. Uh, yeah, watch that from an Outback Steakhouse in Santa Fe. Watch Milwaukee completely melt down. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, they come back and win last night. Brooklyn, a one-point favorite. That's probably where this line should be going into Game 7. I think it's Vegas telling you they have no clue. So I in basketball, I rely on my – you know, in football, there's metrics I look at a mm-hmm. lot more. Uh, but in basketball, because I just, you know, playing it and having to – you know, pretty good understanding of the game. I rely on my eyes and matchups and you know, what tells me what kind of thing. And, I, you know, and also I do it for players. Like I said, LeBron's mm-hmm. not healthy. It's why I liked Phoenix. You know, yeah. LeBron's not healthy. And everyone thought I was crazy. Oh, he's fine. LeBron, mm-hmm. you know? I know James Harden had a good first half yesterday. Harden ain't healthy. Yeah. Harden, Harden, Harden ain't, I know he had 18 in the first half. That was mm-hmm. an anomaly. He ain't, he ain't there. No. Even with that said, though, I like Brooklyn minus one. Milwaukee, like, Milwaukee, with the current injury situation of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. James Harden not being able to move, uh, and Kyrie, you know, out with a sprained ankle, Milwaukee's better. Milwaukee yeah. should win tomorrow. I don't trust Milwaukee to win. <laughs> it's not that I trust Brooklyn mm-hmm. to win. I just don't believe Milwaukee's going to win a game seven. Yeah, with all the with all the crap they do, with how they melt down for stretches of the game, with Kevin Durant able to you know easy money sniper. That's a very mm-hmm. nickname for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't trust Milwaukee to win. Yeah, no, it would be very profitable because I think you know whether Milwaukee or Brooklyn wins, they're going to win the conference finals and go to the mm-hmm. finals. Uh, so if Milwaukee wins a series, it's very profitable for me on multiple fronts. Um, but I like Brooklyn minus one here. It, I just I don't trust Milwaukee to win a big game. Giannis can't shoot. Mm-hmm. Giannis can't. Unless he's dunking the basketball, the shot's not going to go in. Yeah. He made an 18-footer last night. I you know, I damn near fell off the couch. Um, <laughs> The uh, I don't trust Milwaukee to win. I'll take Brooklyn minus one. Harden will hit a couple of threes. I think Kevin Durant go. He I, KD drops forty. It's one yeah. of those nights. And keep in mind, Chris Middleton. He didn't play well the first two games. Uh-huh. Three, four, five, and six. Middleton has played really, really well. Really, really well. I don't trust it. There's no point prop out on him yet. I was going to drop one. It's probably going to be in the high twenties, like twenty yeah. and twenty eight. Depending on where that point prop is, I might smash the under on Chris Middleton points mm-hmm. for tomorrow. I don't trust him to show up in a game seven. Yeah. I don't trust him to show up in a game seven. So I, that's that's another reason I like Brooklyn. I just don't trust Milwaukee. They're not they have not, they have not been a step up team with this group of players. So give me Brooklyn, even though they absolutely should not win. Uh Brooklyn minus one. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a wild series. No road team has covered or won. Uh, so it's it's been home domination for this entire series. Yeah, no road team, no, ain't no road team one. Even uh, well, no road team one was Milwaukee. What Milwaukee was less than a three point favorite in Game Three. Yeah, I guess because they yeah. just got blown out in Brooklyn. So yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, so it, it's been yeah. a. It's been a predictable series. Uh, not actually, it's been unpredictable. No, it has not been predictable. It's, at it's all. been very unpredictable. <laughs> a lot of people had six. A lot of people had five. Uh, but 
Nobody really seen seven, but well, I think if you told me being a series we're in game seven, I would have been like, okay, yeah, 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 I can see that. I think that's how a lot of basketball people felt, where it's like, yeah, this series, you know, it'll be a good series. It'll go seven. But I, I guess it's like how we got to seven. That, yeah, I guess despite the injuries, what happened? Yeah, like you, you didn't see it going seven. Yeah. Harden leaving 40 seconds into the first game. Kyrie right before halftime in game four, having that terrible ankle sprain, which, by the way, TV uh, networks need to stop showing ankle sprains when they happen. I hate that as someone who has sprained their ankle repeatedly. Uh, I don't don't even think the viewers outside of me want to see that, but I sure as hell don't want to see it. I'm looking away from my TV every time they start the replay. Yeah. I'm trying to look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a weird series. I just don't trust Milwaukee. This is purely me not trusting Milwaukee. Although I will be rooting for Milwaukee for reasons we will get. <laughs> if you listen to the show, you know why. If not, we'll get to it here in a few minutes. Uh, number two for me, uh, like I repeatedly said about the Clippers, two and a half versus Utah. You got this team at home. You got them at Staples. You got the number one seed. You took two in Utah. You took two wins in Utah. No, they took one. They, they took, took one. Excuse me. Took two at home. Yeah. They've been they've been undefeated at the crib. Go close it at. This is your moment. Um, I hate to sound like an Eminem song, but this is this is this is this is the key moment for Paul George. This is this is a big game for Paul. This game is so big for Paul George because. You wear this nickname, Playoff P. Now you got to go out there and prove it. You know, now you really got to put that to the test. Game Game five was amazing. Game five was amazing. But on Friday night, you got to go out there and ball. You really got to go out there and put up another 30 points, play some great defense on the other end, try your best to contain Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson off the bench, or really he's the only – only valuable person off the bench. But um, you have to contain those guys. I think Clippers, Tyron Lue will make the necessary adjustments. I, I honestly think the Clippers can outright win this. Um, then that series probably will start probably Tuesday or whatnot against Phoenix. And that's going to be a nice showcase. And I really want to see that series. I will touch on that game in a minute. Uh First, uh, we'll go to my second pick. I'll stay in, I'm like you here. I'm staying with the game. Stay with Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Um, kind of a rule I have in do or die games for basketball. I just like the under, mm-hmm. uh, just very high pressure situations. And I mean, Brooklyn, like Joe Harris has been really terrible this entire series, but outside of Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. and you know, Harden, because Harden's just not there right now. Outside of Kevin Durant for Brooklyn, who's going to be making shots? Drew. Who, who's who's going to be able to go get you buckets? Flip it around to Milwaukee. I think Middleton's going to have his worst game since game two in this oh, series nice. or game one. Um, so I don't, tr- I don't trust him to be making a ton of shots. Giannis obviously can't shoot. Drew Holiday. Wouldn't be surprised if he has a good game in game seven. He's, a, he has, he's due for one. Uh-huh. He, he's due for a really good game. So I, watch out for Drew Holiday. Um, but, I mean, it's not like Milwaukee's role players outside of P.J. Tucker in game four have really been, you know, have really been knocking down shots, have really been excelling in their roles. And in game sevens, you don't see a whole lot of that. Mm-hmm. You don't see a whole lot of, you know, you don't see the role players as the guys making the big plays. It's the stars. And in game sevens, things get more physical. I like under 215 here. Um, you know, I've, game five was high scoring. Game six really wasn't. Game three in this series was not. Um, I like under 215 here. Brooklyn, I mean, I, I liked under in game four as well, and that one hit. Um, this is going to be a physical lower scoring game. Uh, and I said I like Brooklyn minus one. There's one guy in this game I trust to make shots, and it's Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's why I like the under here as well. Not that, obviously, other players are going to make shots. Unless you're in the 76ers, only two players made a shot in the second half in game five. Um, but I do think, you know, other players are going to make shots, obviously. Mm-hmm. But as far as who's going to consistently score, only guy in this game I trust is Kevin Durant. 
to re to really do so. I like under 215 here. Wouldn't be surprised if uh, I think first two 100 wins this game. Gotcha. First two, first two. I think we're looking at like 101.95 in that range here in this game seven. Sounds very reasonable. Very reasonable. Close it out. <laughs> Close it out. Uh, let's head to the diamond. Uh, San Francisco Giants. Uh, minus 130 money line versus the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, a lot of questions coming into this game tonight, excuse me, Friday night. Um, we don't know if Bryce Harper's going to play. We don't know if this person's going to play. So Philly got a lot of got, a lot going on, but the Giants, 32 runs in three games. Now, might I add you, I know they beat up on the 22 straight road team losing Arizona Diamond trash bags. I know this. I know this. But the Giants are high, man. Johnny Cueto is on the mound. Um, crazy windup. Um, he's solid. He's not the old Johnny Cueto. Cueto. He's not the old one from the Kansas City Royals, the World Series champions um, winning team. But um, he's been solid this year. Just get him to five to six innings. Try to work on his command, his control. But the Giants, man. What what's up, Barry Buns? They hitting the ball out there in McCovey Cold, man. You ain't the only one that could get it out there in McCovey Cold, man. They got some hitters in there. They got Brandon Belt. They got Brandon Crawford. Huh? Buster Posey. Can't forget about the legend, the young legend. Does so they they got they got some guys who can you know hit the ball out the ballpark and score some runs. Great, great hitting team with runners in scoring position. So I think uh, Giants and Astros probably the two hottest teams right now. In my opinion, you gotta throw Oakland in there because they just lose oh, a game. Man, I'm beat. I turned one in every night and can't make up any damn ground. <laughs> yeah, that is true. It's a, it's annoying. We take two out of three every series, and we're like a half game <laughs> further back by the end. <laughs> Keep on goddamn winning. Yeah, true. No. So I got. I'll throw the A's in there as well. Um, I don't know how you bet baseball. You hit on your lock last week, though, so it worked out. But I don't know how you bet baseball. Um, now I'm going to go across the pond to the Euros, baby. Soccer mm -hmm. here, Germany and Portugal. I mentioned it last week. This group's a group of death. Germany, Portugal, France, all in the same group in this tournament. But luckily, all three will probably make it to the round of 16. So ultimately, it won't matter too, too much. Um I like Germany plus one thirty-five to beat Portugal. They all are, they are the favorite. You got to take into account in soccer, in the group stage of tournament play, you can't draw, you can't tie. So it's like plus two seventy for a draw, plus two thirty for a Portugal win, and plus one thirty-five for Germany. Number yeah. not exact, but that's what I remembered looking at it. Um, Germany one 0 loss to France in the first game in their first game of the tournament. Desperately need a win. I actually thought in a lot of ways Germany played pretty well. Mm -hmm. France, they were just overmatched athletically. They did, you know, they didn't, especially in the in the midfield and in the in in their defense, did not have the speed to cope with. Just did not have the speed to cope with France in that back end. Ultimately, how they conceded and how they lost. Um, Portugal won't put the same pressure on them defensively, mm -hmm. uh, and just on the other end, not, I mean, Portugal is not as good. And for Germany, this is a must-have game. This is the game Germany needs to win. Um, so I like Germany plus 135 to beat Portugal, get back on track, get right after a tough loss to France, who might be the you know defending world champions, possibly the best team in the world right now, like uh, like Germany plus 135 against Portugal. I caught some Euro action on this Friday afternoon. I like what I've seen. I like what I said. Hey, my boys from Belgium with the comeback win yesterday. Two games, two wins. I got a little scared. They fell behind 1-0 to Denmark. You know, Denmark with a lot of emotion after the Christian Eriksen thing. Uh -huh. uh, he actually left the hospital today. He did. He so, did. Christian Eriksen, for those who, if you haven't heard, he was a Denmark player who collapsed on the field. Actually had a heart attack on the field. Damn near died from what the reports uh -huh. are. Um, but – he, you know, he the report, all reports were he was in stable condition once he got to the hospital. Medical team at the game did an outstanding job. Um, and then he actually he left the hospital today. So mm -hmm. great news on the Christian Eriksen front. Uh, his, you know, he's a fantastic player. His playing career 
probably over given the circumstances, but just he's alive, he's healthy, just great, just all just great news for Christian Erickson to have to say leaving the hospital. He was able to walk out, you know, in good health. So happy, happy to see that. But yeah, it's been it's been a fun tournament. It's gonna when we get to the knockout rounds, it's gonna be really fun. So there's no uh yeah, all these teams are playing like home games this year. Like Germany's playing games in Germany, and uh-huh. England's playing games in England. It's weird. It's bizarre for me. It, well, you know, they by five. They were five, six months ahead of the COVID stuff before us Americans. But and they you know, also, but also, but they're not. Fans aren't there like that. They're at like twenty percent capacity, thirty percent capacities out there. It's yeah, a, they, they take it seriously too. It's, but it's I'm, a, it's a little, it's a little bit different out there. I'm missing the environments, Rob. <laughs> hey, I'm in like the most liberal state in America, and uh, I didn't have to wear a mask in all the places I walked into today. So I was, I, I mean, I always keep one on me, you know. Mm-hmm. You always got to keep one on you, but it's, uh, I didn't have to wear a mask in the many places I walked in today. So I was like, felt like I was in Texas, uh, and I had Whataburger today, so I felt like I was in Texas today. <laughs> all right, shout out to Whataburger in New Mexico. Shout Albuquerque, baby. Albuquerque. They 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 uh they're ahead of the curve. They're ahead of, they're ahead of the curve out there. <laughs> um clink clink, let's lock it down. Me and Gabe do not have a disagreement this week. Yeah, we do. Okay. Um uh, <laughs> lock in week. Um uh, so on, on the topic of disagreements, I'll go ahead and start. <laughs> yeah, uh Rob, you're wrong. On the Clippers tonight, uh, we'll start. We'll, we'll start right there. My lock of the week: Utah minus two and a half. Um, look, so I, and I go through my Twitter feed at g underscore Myers thirty three for the last few days. I like Paul George. Mm-hmm. I defend Paul George. He had mm-hmm. a bad postseason last year, but this hate he gets of you know, oh, he's no good in the playoffs, and people act like he was a role player after last year. No, this dude's one of the top twenty players in the NBA. Paul really? George is elite, uh-huh. but Col- this was a, there were three really tight games in the three games Kawhi Leonard played, or four games Kawhi Leonard played. There, were three of the games were really really tight. Uh, game three being the only one that wasn't. Um, and sometimes, not just in basketball, but in sports, when you lose your when you lose a star, when you lose an important player, you get like a one game just kind of boost from your squad. Mm-hmm. Everybody. It's a kumbaya moment. Everybody comes together. You get guys like Marcus Morris playing over their head. I would say Reggie Jackson, but Reggie's actually been pretty good in this series. No, he's, been uh, pretty good. he's been pretty good in this series. But you get guys like Marcus Morris perhaps playing a little bit over their head in those situations. You get those – I mean, Paul George – I love Paul George. I, he ain't dropping 30 – what was it, 38, 15, and 5. I don't, he ain't dropping that tonight. I love Paul George. Love you, Paul. If you're listening to the show, good luck tonight. You're not dropping 38, 15, and 5. Prove me wrong. Prove mm-hmm. me wrong. Um, I just don't believe he is. I, I like the under 31 and a half for him. I mentioned that earlier. He, I think he's going to struggle tonight. They're past that kumbaya moment the Clippers are. Um, I like Utah tonight. Donovan's, Donovan's – I, like, I think Donovan comes out hot. This is a team that can really, really shoot the three. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that game five win – we talk about this in football quite a bit. We don't talk about it quite as much in basketball, like the emotional letdown mm-hmm. some of these wins. I expect a little bit of emotional letdown from the Clippers tonight. Emotional letdown. Your best player is not there. See, now it sets in. You got Paul George and Marcus Morris play a little over their head in game one. I don't think Marcus Morris is going to have 26 points tonight. Don't expect Paul George to uh, to have 38, 15, and 5 tonight. Um, and that with Utah is really able to shoot the three. Utah is really able to shoot a three. And Quinn Snyder – and Ty Lue has been outstanding in this series. So I want mm-hmm. to mention – since I'm mentioning Quinn Snyder, I want to mention Ty Lue because I think he's been great in this series. Uh, but Quinn Snyder, the Utah coach, one of the best coaches in basketball, they're going to have some kind of adjustment tonight. They're going to have some kind of game plan tonight. And remember, Kevin Durant, he had that big game five. Uh-huh. Came back early, and he still played well. I mean, Kevin Durant's probably the best player in the world right now. Even he came back to earth in game six. Uh, I expect Paul George come back to earth tonight, have a more typical game, 23, 25 points. Um, Utah, I mean, 
They can shoot the three at this clip. They shoot a lot of them. They make a lot of them. I like Utah tonight to get that win in L.A. setting up a game seven. So give me the Jazz minus two and a half. It was one and a half earlier. I saw you had put that down. I was like, give me But it was two and a half by the time I went in there. Uh, I still like the Jazz minus two and a half. PG is going to come back to earth a little bit. I don't expect Marcus Morris to have a 25-plus point game. Um, a little bit of emotional letdown from the Clippers tonight, being without their best player, their leader, Kawhi Leonard. And also how much not having Kawhi hurts them defensively. Yeah, that, yeah, and that's why I'm going with the under for my lock of the week. I think it's going from I mean, lock, yeah, lock of the week, under, first half, 108. I know that's – people like, that's a little bit that's, – that's, you know, that's the doable. reason it's tough is because of the way Utah shoots the three. Yeah. Because you can be looking good on that for 20 minutes of the 24-minute half, and then they hit five threes in the last four minutes, and then all of a sudden, it, you know, it, you're looking at 59-53 heading into the locker room. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why that's, well, that 108 would be tough for me to put down. just with the And just under with Utah and L.A. in general. And even and L.A., I don't want to sell them short. They, I mean, with Morris, Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Luke Kennard, I mean, mm-hmm. Nick Batum. These guys can shoot. Yeah. Uh, with Utah, the volume that they shoot, yeah, that they shoot, and then the efficiency with which they make it. Mm-hmm. Unders with them are just tough. Yeah, it is tough, but I'm going with it. I believe yeah. it's going to be a close because it, it's it's an elimination game. Everybody's on yeah. their keys and cues, and everybody. Yeah, Utah probably be a little physical tonight with Paul George. Yeah, exactly, they're going to yeah. double team them. They're going to trap them every chance they get, just to get the ball out of his hands and and make. A Reggie Jackson or make a Marcus Morris senior beat you in tonight's game. So I think you 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 put that into in, into tuition and, and you think, okay, that this this might be a low scoring game. Yeah. It might be like a 40 to 50 some at halftime type mm-hmm. of deal going on. Like you said, the volume of the shooting for Utah Jazz. They ain't knocking down their shots. Yeah. It's gonna be tough. It's going to be tough. And, and a lot of money, I'm checking on wagertalk.com, a lot of money came in on the Clippers. 88% of the money came in on the Clippers. So really? that explains why, you know, when the money come in on the dog, they, they start to raise up the favorite. So I went for one and a half, two and a half. So, man, that's a, that's in, a lot of money on the Clippers tonight. That's interesting. Yeah, I guess I, because I feel, sharp, I, pre- I feel pretty sharp with my Utah takes. So I'm some because I feel like emotional letdown. Mm-hmm. You have PG playing probably the best playoff game of his career. Marcus Morris dropping all these points, but it's you get in these situations when a team wins the first two mm-hmm. and loses the next three. I've I've seen that you know, I've I've seen that enough. Where it's like usually that team finishes off in game six. So I get it. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, if, Paul George, if Kawhi was playing, I like the Clippers tonight. But I, yeah. I like I, I the uh, the emotional letdown from the Clippers. What I'm betting on that Donovan and I, Donovan's gonna have a game, and Mar- Mar- there's gonna be a pullback from Marcus Morris as well. So, so I got Utah minus two and a half. You like the under 108 right there. Also gonna throw it in once again. Paul George under 31 and a half on the points. That's, I'm going to throw that, you know, just, you know, people kind of tune in and out. Uh, mm-hmm. Just going to throw that in there. Uh, just keep throwing, just going to keep throwing that in there. So someone will take the upper hand in the disagreement tracker. We're currently 1-1 right now. Mm-hmm. Someone, the next step, by the end of tonight, will take the upper hand in the disagreement tracker. Feel that? Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's go into the future real quick. Um, you didn't really add, you didn't add anything. I did. You did. U.S. Open for the golf. Um, if you catch the live odds right now, Brooks Kepka, Brooks Kepka plus four hundred right now. Um, let me see. See you on. See to all the avid golf fans, you don't really pay attention to the U.S. Open. Probably till day three tomorrow, Saturday morning. That's when you start paying attention and really start seeing who the true winner out of this. Because I mean, right now. The leaderboard on Friday night is uh is this Russell Bland? Yeah, Bland is tied with oh Richard Bland. Mm-hmm. Bland and Henley are tied atop at five under. And Kepka is two back. He shot even today. And pretty solid. Pretty solid. Three uh, back. Oh, three, wait, but it, it say two back. 
He's he's two under. Two under. He's three shots back of the oh. lead. Oh, from the lead. Yes, there you go, Gabe. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you. Rom, man, man, I, I feel so bad for John. I, this ain't no golf show now, but <laughs> I feel so bad for John Rom, man. Was killing it, killing it at the uh uh uh. What was that? Let me. See. Was that the uh? That was was that the that ain't the match. What I'm talking about? Um, Paul Meadow. No, that wasn't him. Lord, was it the U.S. Open? No, that's what we on now. Yeah, U.S. Oh. Open is what they playing right now, right? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Don't make me sound uneducated, Gabe. Rock with me. Hold on. I know it was it the it wasn't a PGA. No, that's what Phil won. Was it the was it the Charles Schwab? It was a big major, man. I did the show on it, man. Oh my god. I'm sorry, Wager Talk. I'm sorry. I'm letting y'all down right now. You let like the whole Jeopardy song go by. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Memorial. That's what it was. <laughs> that was just last week, bro. The Memorial. I Great felt job. so bad for John Ron because he caught, he got tested. Oh, because he, he tested positive for COVID. He tested positive for COVID. Oh, okay. And and they just disqualified him. And I, they got to get this together. They did this with the Kentucky Derby with the horse, Bob Baffert. Put some put some illegal substances in that horse, suspended them, suspended by Baffert, disqualified the horse. But you know, people came in second, third for the better. They ain't get no money. That's all we're not gonna distribute the money. Same thing with this. You had John Rom for the favor, you know, you had his bed down, he leading. All of a sudden, his name get taken off the scoreboard because he tested positive COVID. You don't get no money from that. You don't get your money back, you don't get nothing from it. So it's just you know, you see how tied it back in the game. See, that's that's why I'm so frustrated with that. They gotta figure out this, man. But John Rom is back, man. He doing his thing, and you know, in this um in this U.S. Uh, Open right now, he doing his thing. He uh, well, he was full back, I think. He was. Uh, He's two, two, back. two back of the league. Two back He's of the league. Three under, two mm -hmm. shots back. So if he gets up, to, hmm? here's what I'll say about John Rom. When I think of John Rom, this is what I think of. He was the dude in the lead when Tiger won the Masters in 19. He was the dude who melted down yeah. because he was in the group with Tiger and had never played him in that spotlight. Mm -hmm. So whenever it's like John, whenever it's like I hear like John Rahm, that's what I think of is uh, just the meltdown he had playing with Tiger, which, I mean, he ain't the first one to have melted down playing with Tiger. Against the GOAT. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's it for my golf talk, but that's only future right there for Brooks Kepka. Hopefully, he can win it. We so, need. some futures I have in play right now have Milwaukee plus 330 to win the East, got them also plus 165 to beat Brooklyn in the series, and then uh, I have the Suns plus 850 to win the West. So, I need them to rush the protocol paperwork through for Chris Paul. Because I uh, kind of need him on the floor, regardless mm. of who the opponent is in the conference finals. So I'm kind of rooting for a game seven there. Let's delay that start because I think it was Wednesday morning uh, yeah. when that news came out. So mm -hmm. like, it's like a week now. Hey, hold on. LeBron didn't have to go on the protocol for violating the guidelines. Hey, I'll go. What you doing with my boy CP3 here? Y'all just want CP3 to win a ring because I'm going to be annoying. Yeah, according to the news, he it was only one player tested positive for COVID in the NBA and 164 players. Uh, so and it had to be Chris Paul. It had to be Chris Paul. It had to be Chris Paul. It had to be CP, man. It had, it had to be Chris Paul. So I kind of need them to – so, I'm, you know, I'm thinking – because I think it's like a week because apparently yeah. he's vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Like that, you know, of course there's – Well, no, I thought he was pondering no, no, no. No, no one like no. That's a report. Okay, that's a report. I, not out. The report is he's vaccinated. Not that it's really anybody's business. NFL reporters stop asking NFL players they're vaccinated. I will start going up to people asking, "Do you have herpes?" I, I imagine that's going to be frowned upon because uh, that's basically what you're doing. 
Um, yeah. So, but no, not that it's any, not as any of our business, but allegedly Chris Paul is vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully that speeds, I, I believe that speeds up the, the, the process, process of it for, mm-hmm. I think that makes it a week instead of two weeks, meaning that if the series starts on, let's say it starts on Tuesday, maybe he only probably, yeah, it probably start on Tuesday, but if it goes seven, then I uh, still might start on Tuesday. You just get the day off in between. You know, so you're looking at a Monday or Tuesday start. Chris Paul misses maybe one game, mm-hmm. uh, only out for a week. You can come, you can come right back in the rhythm after that. And you know, from all the research done, if you are vaccinated, you know, the, it don't have the effect on you the way it. You know, I, I actually know a friend of mine who works in TV uh, got, she had got COVID after being vaccinated, and she had oh. told me it's only a. Uh, but basically, she and she actually got it before being vaccinated too. So COVID just attracted to her for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but like when she had got it, you know, back in the summer, you know, it was like deathly ill. Versus when she got it, you know, recently, mm-hmm. it was I felt like I had a cold. Yeah. So that's so that's what if you're vaccinated, that's kind of the reports is you don't, you know, it don't it ain't it don't you feel like you got a cold or something? Which if you have a cold, you come back a week later, you're gonna just fine so hope i'm hoping that's the case of cp3 for that that's a long way of saying i need cp3 back so the sun's plus 850 to win the west can hit all right sounds reasonable that's like a parlay right there (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh let's go to the parlay of the week uh let's see i'm gonna go real quickly real smooth on this go for clippers money line plus 115 we're gonna go to the diamond real quick. Minnesota minus one sixty. They are playing the sorry, sorry Texas Rangers on the <laughs> Friday. <laughs> Texas Rangers can't score, man. They they don't score. The pitching is solid, but it does no good if you can't score any runs. You know, excuse the mess. Excuse all. I, I, I think uh, I think Adolis Garcia got all his hits for the season out the way in that Houston series a month ago. <laughs> Dude, dude hit every ball in that series and hasn't had basically has had a hit since. <laughs> We're gonna go Boston Red Sox minus 156 versus the Kansas City Royals. Boston is hot right now. Swept the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta. You're going against a team, Kansas City Royals got swept by the Detroit Tigers. Boston got probably top five offenses in the league right now. JD Martinez, Bogarts. Um, uh, uh, what's my guy, Devers? So, uh, the, these guys can swing the bat, they can score a lot of runs. The pitching, it's okay, it's not good, <laughs> it's not solid, but it's it's it, it'll get you through what you need. If to you do. got a great offense, you'll win some games, you'll win some games in the league. And uh, Tampa Bay minus 110, uh, Thursday night, they dropped the ball against the Seattle Mariners, uh, up 2 0 in ninth inning. Mariners scored four runs, and there it goes. Uh, so I think Tampa Bay can win tonight. Easy victory against Seattle. Don't stress about Seattle. Like, they're, they're not good in the West. Tampa Bay is the best team in the major leagues. Road, home, favorite. They can win. And I'm going to go against you. Well, I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to say Brooklyn minus one for game seven. Um, all the things you said, who can score when you need it? It'll be Kevin Durant. Um, who's the best player on the court? It'll be Kevin Durant. Durant. <laughs> uh, you need guys like Joe Harris. Really, you need Joe Harris and stuff. Well, he's he's a guy. I think hit a couple threes, hit three, four threes in the game, and he can really get the ball rolling for that team. Uh, so, and he's been like silent in this. Yeah. It's not even like he usually averages seventeen. He's averaging mm-hmm. twelve. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has been silent. Yeah, in this series. So I talked about how, like, Drew Holiday, I feel like he's due for a game. You talk about someone being due. Like, for Joe Harris, eventually, mm-hmm. something, you know, with as good a shooter as he is, something's got to get in there. But, you know, he don't – there aren't multiple creators out there right now. It's just Kevin Durant, who's cre- creating for others, is not his greatest strength. And you don't have Harden, who is their best passer, so he, they're struck. I think Harris. I think that's a big reason why Harris is struggling. Was you know Durant's usually there. If you're talking about creating shots for others, he's usually a number three guy in that regard. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And now he's the only guy that can really do that. So I think that I think that if there's something to point to for Joe Harris's struggles, I believe that's it. Also, you gotta realize Milwaukee's so long and athletic on defense. Yeah. Is, I mean, for a spot up shooter, that can I mean that can you got freaking seven foot Giannis with his wingspan and athleticism mm-hmm. to close out on you. That's a little bit different than a Six foot five guard. <laughs> True, <laughs> that's a little bit different. But Joe Harris does need to play better. There's really no. You know, it is what it is. You got to play better. Um, so there's gonna be a lot of repetition in mind. Like the Jazz minus two and a half in my parlay. Like the Nets minus one as well for reasons you just touched on. Uh, Nets Bucks under two fifteen. Just kind of a principle of mine in game sevens, just to go with the under. Uh, France and Hungary give me over two and a half goals. France only had one against Germany. They really should have had two. I think they're going to find the back of the net, the net a few times with Benzema, Mbappe, uh, Antoine Griezmann. They'll find they'll find the net. Paul Pogba, he has a great pat, great setup right there in against Germany. France will find the net a few times after only getting one against Germany. And Dan Ige against I don't really I'm not going to say his name, but the Korean Zombies, how everybody knows him. Dan Ige against the Korean Zombie, like over three and a half rounds. Dan Ige's nickname is 50K. And the reason why it's 50K is because that is a fight of the night bonus in the UFC. For <laughs> You win fight of the night, you get $50,000. Oh, and wow. let's just say the nickname is fitting for Dan Ige. He gets that 50K a lot. He is consistently getting fights of the night. Uh, this is the main event in a fairly weak fight night card. Um, I like over three and a half here. You get, you know, both these dudes are a little scary going over here with the activity of Ige and the power of the Korean zombie. But mm-hmm. Ige is always in these long, drawn-out brawls. Uh, so give me over three and a half for Dan Ige and the Korean zombie. Over three and a half rounds in the five-round main event. And I'll touch on it. I mention it every time I do over or under for a UFC bet. If you bet over three and a half, once they get past – the two and a half minute mark of the third of the fourth round, well then you're then you're over hits. Uh-huh. So just because it hits the fourth round at the start of the fourth round, you're over three and a half is uh or at the if you have under three and a half, I should say. Uh at the start of the fourth round, you're under three and a half is still in play. And then if you have over three and a half, you don't need it to you don't need the fourth round to end. You just need you need it to just get past a two and a half minute mark. So if there's a knockout with a minute left in the fourth round, well, you're over three and a half hits. Nice. Always just always want to explain that because I know the first one of my friends he does you know he he was all mad one time when you know oh his under didn't hit or whatever dude knocks the guy out a minute into the round. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got the money back. I'm like, yes. <laughs> 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 So just go ahead. Yeah, I know, I know. It's uh, not everyone's uh, the level of UFC fan that I am. So I'll run through it again. France, Hungary, over two and a half goals. That's tomorrow morning. Jazz minus two and a half tonight. Tomorrow morning means Saturday morning. Jazz minus two and a half tonight, Friday against the Clips. Uh, Nets minus one against the Bucks. Nets, Bucks under 215. And Dan Ige and the Korean Zombie. Over three and a half rounds pays out $2,181. I've already maxed out Rob's bank account on uh, my parlays, so I'll have to use my own money this time. Thank you, Gabe. Um, Mine's (laughs) recapping. Clippers plus 115. Minnesota Twins minus 160. Boston Red Sox minus 156. Temple Bay Rays minus 110. Brooklyn, game seven for it all. Get to the Eastern Conference Finals, minus one. Um, hopefully they they do it. it. It'd be such a disappointing season if Brooklyn don't win tomorrow night, Saturday night. They don't win tomorrow to Saturday night. Disappointing season. All that hype. Disappointing for them. Exhilarating for me. No. <laughs> I mean, I'll say disappointing. Disappointing for them. Disappointing for James Harden crying his way out of Houston. To go to Brooklyn. I'm gonna leave it at that. And that so, payout. You're a Rockets fan. We can see yeah, your hat. I like that hat. Show off the hat. I like yeah. the old reading. So you don't really got the gold on there, but I like that red and gold Rockets logo from the Akeem era. That's yeah. my favorite Rockets logo. And I like the one they have now. 
Uh, yeah. But that's my favorite uh, Rockets logo. I love the red yeah. and gold color scheme. Um, so you're a Rockets fan. Are you rooting for James Harden to win a title? I'm rooting for Chris Paul to, to win a title. I know Chris Paul was here for a limited time, but I think Chris Paul can uh, win. Chris Paul, I, I'm rooting for Chris Paul to win because two years in, uh, he, he brought this team to probably their recent time, you know, like to get over that hump, to get to the finals. Uh, but I think Chris Paul, he loved for the right reasons. Him and James Harden couldn't get along. So I'm around with Chris Paul. I can't see Harden win the title because, one, you out there with little Baby and them drinking and all that. You out there in Vegas, no mask at the time. Three, you came back looking like Big Mama from Big Mama House. He still looks like he's out of shape. Well, not not at, to the extent he was yeah. in Houston, but he still looks chunky. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was real chunky. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was real chunky. But yeah, I, I I can't root for Harden because they the organization gave you what you wanted. Right. You know, so I, I just can't root for that. Yeah, they always they were consistently James. What mm-hmm. go get me Chris Paul? Yeah. All right, and then Chris Paul just I think they would have won the title had he not pulled his hand me in Game Five of that mm-hmm. Warriors series. They had him on the ropes. Um, I don't like Chris Paul now. Look at me, Russell Westbrook. I don't like Westbrook now. Look at me, John Wall. Trade. Yeah. Like this team like, sucks. Give yeah, me this, this team sucks. Um, yeah, I tell you, if I was a Rockets fan, you know what I would be rooting for. <laughs> Um, I'd be rooting for the Nets to win, but James Harden is not able to play in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a win-win as well. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I'm me personally. I'm, I'm rooting for Chris Paul as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just don't want the Nets to win. I'll really be happy if anyone besides Brooklyn wins the title. True. I just don't want this to work. Yeah, if them never playing together throughout the season, Harden forcing his way out. Mm-hmm. Going up, looking like uh, freaking Medea from Tyler Perry. Uh, yeah. Like I just don't want, I just don't want it to work. Yeah. That's just and Ky, you know Kyrie taking sabbaticals and the way they treat the media. Not that I, even though I am part of the media, not that I love the media necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the way they treat the media is pretty uncalled for. And they're all just always so miserable. Every time you get them to talk, it's always so miserable, mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah, it is. It's like, dude, you're making 35 million to play basketball. I can't relate to you telling me how terrible everything is. I mean, yeah, I, I respect like the privacy for Kyrie. You know, well, no, I, I respect it, but I th- and not that they have to do everything the media tells them. Or yeah, for sure. That. But if the media asks you, hey, you, if if I, uh, you know, I'll give like if the media says like, hey, Kevin Durant, you know. You know, you obviously struggle with P.J. Tucker in game four. Is there anything about his physical defense mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, bothers you or what adjustments do you think you can make? That would be – if I was a reporter and I asked that, that's a perfectly legitimate question. Mm-hmm. Perfectly legit- and Kyrie, Kyrie have been Kyrie – and, Kyrie and KD have been asked that throughout the season. Or questions like that. Like, you know, very valid questions mm-hmm. by, you know, legitimate NBA reporters. And they just go off, and that's unfair. How can you do that? Was all this other stuff, and not that there isn't other things going on in the world. Obviously, mm-hmm. there is, but you are a basketball player. They are basketball reporters. They're going yeah. to ask you basketball questions. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I want to go cover political news, or I want to talk to, about social issues with politicians, then I'll mm-hmm. go to CNN or MSNBC and do that, or you know, whatever. But if it's if I'm a bas- if I'm an NBA reporter and you're an NBA player, I'm gonna ask you basketball questions. Yeah, so it's just like the way that that's what I say. Like I don't, when I say I don't like the way they treat the media, it's things yeah. like that. Which KD hasn't been as bad, but Kyrie's been especially bad. And just yeah. anytime any of those guys get in front of a microphone, they just are always like miserable. <laughs> it's always like they're always like miserable and unhappy. And mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, just you. <laughs> You're getting everything you want right now. So I just don't want this to work because yeah. also like, this didn't take mm-hmm. the season seriously. So if a team like Phoenix or Utah or Milwaukee or Philly, like it, or like if one of those teams wins the title, a team that kind of has paid their dues or with Phoenix, Chris Paul's a player who has paid mm-hmm. his dues. Those teams take the regular season very seriously. And so, and then they end up going on to win the title. Then it's like, you know, it's it's just easier to root for. Yeah. Versus this, 
collection of stars who, in Harden's case, bullied his way, mm. out, you know, bullied his way out of Houston. Kyrie bullied his way out of Cleveland. And, you know, you know, now, again, if you're a free agent, buy, go wherever you want. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Kyrie's. And, and, I, and I'm okay with requesting. I'm not one of these people who say, oh, superstars should stay wherever. No. If it's, like, if it's a horribly run organization, by all means. But don't do – and mm-hmm. I guess Kyrie was a little – was, you know, Kyrie didn't really do anything out of the line. Mm-hmm. But, like, with Harden, the way he left Houston. Yeah. Like, and handle it internally. Mm-hmm. You know, go – Go to oh I guess Maury was fired, but who, uh, Silas or he's the head coach. If you're the new GM, is but go to the new GM. Raphael Stone. And be like, hey, I'm you know I'm not. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Raphael Stone. Raphael Stone. There we go. Mm-hmm. Go to Raphael Stone and just say, hey, I've been here for eight nine years now. We've done all this. I want to change, and you know I would like a change in scenery. I don't want to take this public. We can handle it. Mm-hmm. You know I don't want to screw y'all. Y'all have been really good to me. It's just time for me to make a change. Which mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah. I'm not going to stay at the job I have right now forever. You're not going to stay at the job you have right now forever. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's fine. Yeah. But handle it professionally. Don't don't make all this outcry in the media. Yeah. And then training camp comes around, and mm-hmm. you're in the middle of a pandemic. You're in Vegas with a bunch of your rapper friends at a strip club throwing mm-hmm. throwing stacks of cash. Yeah. Uh, and then when you do show up, you're about 50 pounds overweight, or at least yeah. a few. Looks like you got a damn pillow under your jersey, and yeah. like handle it with some professionalism. So that's that's my long-winded way of saying I just don't want the Nets to win, especially this year. Now, if they come back next year and take things seriously, and kind of you know like when LeBron in Miami won in LeBron's second year when they were like yeah. really dialed in, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of came back and did that kind of thing. Yeah, easier to easier to root for, easier to stomach that mm. as a fan of basketball. But this year, the way they thought conducted themselves this year, I just don't want them to win because I don't want to see other teams do that. Sure. Or like, I want to see other teams like, or, and other players think, oh, well, if I'm Damian Lillard, let me force my way to the Lakers, go play mm-hmm. with LeBron and Anthony Davis. I don't have a give a crap for the seven month regular season and then just go into playoffs and we're just better. So we're going to win. I just don't want to see that. <laughs> Uh, there you have it, folks. Gabe, 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 gonna take it home. Gabe, gonna take it home. Let's go Milwaukee, even though, I, even though I've bet Brooklyn in this show and personally already. This, hey, well, Lordy, I guess fear the book. Um, fear the deer. Fear the deer. Fear Rob. the deer. I'm fear sorry, the Milwaukee deer. fans. Do not, um, yeah, do not, uh, come get me. Uh, for of, uh, you can follow Gammon Shack. On Facebook, go give us a like, go give us a comment, tell us your bet. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RoboHairs Jr. Follow my man Gabe Myers at G underscore Myers 33. And I always remember people, happy betting. Happy betting, everybody.